I appreciate the Lord tonight, don't you? Amen. And uh, <clears throat> appreciate Wednesday night service. It's, it's just as good as any other service when the Lord's here. And uh, appreciate singing and testimonies tonight. And um, we're going to look at Daniel 3 tonight. And I want to say before we get into Daniel 3, um, this is one of those chapters that if you've been in church for uh, any amount of time, you've heard it preached on, taught on, sung about, uh, testified about. But there is a reason, you understand, a lot of times we get, we, we, as preachers, we, we get... Um, we hesitate to go to these familiar texts, but there's a reason they're familiar, and that's because it contains some powerful and great truths. And um, it won't be here in a little bit. We'll be in some more prophetic aspects of Daniel, but this chapter is really uh, very practical. And uh, when you preach and prepare to preach, there's some portion of scripture when you it, it, you, you get tired thinking about study because it's tough. This one right here, this is like you know, this is like. I, you know, if you don't want to, if you can't preach, let me just tell our preacher, if you can't preach a message out of Daniel chapter 3, Brother Willard used to say this, just turn your papers in because you ain't called to preach. But I love it. And so, but that being said, I don't want to try to be different or try to find something new because a lot of times when you do that as a preacher, you find things that aren't really there. And so we're just going to preach the same story from the same text and try to maybe God will use it tonight in a way in your life that he's not used it before. So don't turn me off. Don't turn off the Word of God. Just listen tonight and see if the Lord will help you. Let's all stand. We're going to read several verses here. Um, beginning in verse number 4, verse number 14. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true? Why did he say that? Because he didn't trust them lying Chaldeans. He knew they were liars. But anyway, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Now, and anyway, I got I to go. Now, if you be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well... But if you worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour in the midst of the burning fire furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Now I want you to, now, now look at that question. Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Now turn over if you have to, but we're going to look at verse number uh, 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God. <laughs> he found out who that God was. Of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has served, has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces. Now that's awful, ain't it? And their houses shall be made a dunghill. And here it is. So he said, who is that God? Now he says, there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Let's pray. Father, I ask you to help me tonight. I pray that you would help this to be as if the first time we've ever looked at these verses in the Word of God. And I pray that as we look at this and we look back to what you did for these three faithful men that we'd know and we believe and we trust that you're still able tonight to do the same as you did then. Lord, we thank you that though we do live in a hostile world, Lord, full of hostile people, 
That we have a faithful God who can deliver us from every adversary, every obstacle, Lord. And we pray tonight that you would be lifted up on high. And if there's one here lost tonight, I pray you convict their heart, Lord, and help them like King Nebuchadnezzar to realize that there is only one true and living God, and it's you, and that your son loves them and wants to be saved. We love you tonight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Now, when I Daniel chapter 3, this is a story of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and the what? The... Even Brother Jared got it right. You know it's common knowledge. If he, but anyhow, it's about these three boys in the five. Now, I want to say this. They're not boys now. It's 23 years later. You say, how could he do this? So, there's 23 years between verse 49 and verse 1 of chapter 30. And um, so, so what I'm saying is when you read the Bible, you need to understand that uh, just because you go to the next verse, there's some places in the Bible where it goes four, five, six hundred years. You go from Malachi, the last verse, to the first verse of Matthew is four hundred years plus of time. And and again, I want to say this, and I'm saying it a lot, but I'm going to keep repetition is the mother of all learning. You, you know, you ever heard that before? We don't need to be distracted by all the details and miss the main point of this chapter. The main point is this, a man who didn't know God, said he admitted he didn't know God. He said, who is that God that shall be there? After the events that took place, he, he said that he come to the knowledge, he said that there was no God like their God. Amen. Do you know tonight that's what God's doing? He's wanting to reveal himself to people who don't know who he is. Do you know that's why we are the light, not the church. We're not the light of the Sunday school class. We're not the light of the choir. We're not the light of the men's room or the, or the prayer room. We're called to be the light of the world. And, and so, so tonight, I want us to look at this. <laughs> and uh, I got a funny title. I'm almost kind of scared to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway because you got to have a title before you preach. I want to preach tonight on this thought, the heat is on. Now, y'all know me. I don't like hot. I don't. I, I'm that, you know, I, I'm not asking for evil to happen to anyone that's wished for this hot weather that's about to happen. But I would pray for sleepless nights and unexpected bills and flat tires. Nothing evil, but things like that. But, but I want you to know that in this story, we find these three young men, or now they're older men, but I still think 38 to 40 is young men. Amen. I should get some help on that. But anyhow... We find that, that now, as time has gone on, a lot of things are still the same. Babylon, though, has gotten stronger and mightier. And Nebuchadnezzar, remember that image that we talked about, that golden head? And now it's that the, his kingdom is as powerful as it's ever been. In fact, tonight... There was never a better time to be in Babylon for, 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 the world, for a lost person than right now. But there was never a worse time to be in Babylon than this time for the child of God. Because what we find here is these three Hebrew children, these three men had to make some choices. They had to take a stand. Because, listen, uh, when the heat's on, you either got to get in or get out. You, you either got to go with God or go back on God. I mean, they're at a pivotal time, a pivotal moment. And, and, they, and they turned the furnace up. 
uh, seven times harder and now the decision had to be made. Are we going to bow down to this God? Are we going to give up our convictions? Are we going to give up our faith? Are we, and everybody was watching them. Everybody was looking at them and thank God they made the choice to keep going with God even when the heat was on. Amen. You know, not the heat's on in America today. And listen, the focus of it is on the people of God. All eyes are on us. What are we going to do? What am I going to do? I mean, let's, let's just make it personal. What am I going to do? What are you going to do when the heat gets turned on in your life? And so, and again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time just going through because this is a very familiar text. I've heard preachers say, where was Daniel? God didn't tell us where Daniel was, so we're not going to talk about where he was. Amen. There's enough in chapter 3 we can preach on without preaching on what's not in chapter 3. Amen. Oh, man. But anyhow, where's Ezekiel? You know, he was in Babylon at this time. So anyway, anyway, but anyhow. I want, you to ask, I want to ask you this question. Now, what should we do? Or what are we to do when the heat's on? How are we to handle all this? How are we to respond? How are we? I feel like tonight if we look at this story, we can find some help for us. I mean, these kids, uh, you say, well, we're getting out of school Friday. That doesn't turn the temperature down any. That It's going to stay on. You say, well, I'm, 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 my kids are raised. It does not matter. The pressure's still on. And, and so I want you to quickly look tonight here in this story. And first thing I want to say this is when the heat's on, don't fall for the faults. What did they want to do? They wanted them to fall down for something that was false. Listen to me tonight. This world is full of lies and deceit and guile. And listen, you can't always trust your heart like everybody says, just trust your heart. The heart's deceitful above all things. And what, what, what affects your heart? Mine eye affecteth my heart. And from a natural, uh, you know, just to the natural eye, this image was pretty, nice, big, shiny. But it was evil. You understand? It was something that was set up to take the place of God. I want you to know tonight there's a lot of false gods in this world. Don't fall for the false gods. Don't fall for the false gods of intellectualism and humanism and all that's coming down the tracks and this worldliness and this evilness. We can't fall for it. These three boys, they did not fall for that which was false. We need to stand for that which is true. Listen to me. These three boys didn't ask for a fight. They didn't act, they weren't trying to be, they weren't trying to cause trouble. They weren't trying to be, uh, uh, you understand, this wasn't some, uh, you know, they didn't have a, the local news down there and say, all right now, when he says bow, we're not going to bow. Make sure you get this side of him. This is my good side. And Shadrach said, no, get over here. I, this is my best side. That's not what was going on. There were no lights. There were no cameras. There was no media. This was a deal between them and God. And they said, we're not going to fall for the false it bothers me when I see people falling for things that are false when I see and it really bothers me when people that know better fall for those things which are false that image was nice I mean it was pretty it was fancy you know what I mean it was all that but it was fake it was no more a God than I'm a God or you're a God 
and here they are and they've got a choice and they made up their mind not to fall. Why, why, was, it, why was it false? Well, it was produced by man. Look, verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold. And just in case you're wondering or doubting, in verse number 14, Nebuchadnezzar's talking to them, and he says and down in the middle of verse number 14, the image which I have made. It was a man-made false god. I want to say this tonight. We ought to be very leery about falling for things that are man-made. Man, everything we put our hands on, we destroy if you don't believe me, get Ryder and find the newest, best toy you can find and give it to him and let him have some time. And he will. They used to joke about me. They'd say I could break an anvil. And if you don't believe me, well, well just give me something you don't want broken. We'll see if we can break it. I'm good at breaking. I ain't good at fixing. But what I'm saying tonight, this, this was a man-made God. It was produced by man. Do you understand tonight this world's gods are man-made? I, listen, I'm not serving a God that was made by man. I'm serving a God who made man. And there's the difference. Listen, their God was something they had to, that furnace, they threw them in. Guess what that had been used for before to make that God? You think about that. There's no furnaces out in the middle of the plains of Dura. <laughs> I've been wanting to say that all day. I think I said it right. Let me look at it again. Dura. You got to do it like that. It's in the Hebrew. The long, that thing, that line between there and the, and the original. But yeah, there's no, there's no, fur, they don't just, it was, they're in Babylon. Do you understand their climate down there? It's tropical. It's nice all the time. They didn't need it for heat. They, it wasn't for cooking roast beef and, and sausage. They didn't have the big meal earlier. This is, that furnace was the furnace they had used for, to make that God. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, y'all can fall for it if you want to, but that old furnace ain't out here for no reason. That furnace, that, this is a man-made, this is made by man. Why would I serve a God that man's made when I can serve the God that made man? It was produced by man. It was propped by man. They said they, you can look in the old time, it's like eight times set up. He said he set it up. Verse three, the king had set up. Verse five, the king has set up. Verse seven, the king had set up. You know what that means? To rise. Here's this, this thing was 90 foot tall, 9 foot wide, 60 cubits tall, 6 cubits. You see that number 6? That's the number of man. I know of another image. And by the way, this is prophetical because the Antichrist in Revelation 13 is going to command everyone to worship the image of the beast. Amen. Oh my. But I don't, I, I say I ain't going to go that route, so I'm going to stay on mine. But listen, they had to set it up, they had to prop it up. And listen to me tonight. The gods of the world, you know why we can't fall for them? Because they're propped up by all kind of silly things. Amen. They've got to prop it up. Prep it up. Hold it up. That's why they're so adamant. That's why they're so angry. That's why they're so vicious and full of vile and anger and attack and attack and attack. You know why? If you ask a question, you know why they get mad? Because it's threatening their God. Amen. They're afraid you're going to kick one of the props out. And it's going to fall over. I've got news for you now. I'm not going, I don't want to fall for a false God that's got to be propped up by man. If that God had failed, guess what? He'd have, he'd have stayed there until the cows come home. 
They had to raise it up. Now think about this. I know it can't be in a revival, but it could be if we wanted to be, I guess, if God chose. But Brother Dave, we don't have a God that we have to raise up. We've got a God that's going to raise us up one day. Amen. Amen. And we don't prop Him up. He holds us up. He props us up. He keeps us on our feet when we stumble. He lends us a helping hand like they sung about. And He helps us to walk the straight and narrow way. He helps us to walk in the light as He's in the light. And, and don't fall for false gods because they have to be propped by man. Amen. By the way, I, I, I forgot. Do you know how much gold is right now? 18, over $1,800 an ounce. Don't, you men don't be looking at your wife's ring like that. Now, I, I'm no mathematician. I don't claim to be one. But in order to make a solid gold image, 90 foot tall, 9 foot wide, how many ounces of gold was in that image? Where do you think they got the gold from? Well, I believe it probably come from the, all the nations they had conquered. Now, now, listen to me. It shouldn't surprise anybody that the world will give everything to their gods so their gods can be made. But what's sad is when God's people are investing in the world's project of erecting this image. Remember in Exodus when, they, when Moses went up on the mountain and what they do, they give them their gold, they give them their earrings, and they were, and you say, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they did that. Listen to me, the world, they spare no expense when it comes to building their gods. You don't believe me, go look at these banks in town. Has anybody, this is not, no, we're not in New York City. I hate to break it to you. This is not some, this is a farming town. This is just, you know, and I like it that way. I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, anyway, I, I, but they, you know, they build a bank. What do they do? They got glass windows and, 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 and copper railings and, and fancy lights. And they got, and, I mean, they've got all, and they put in irrigation and sod and, and they, and they go all out. And then, and, <laughs> and then the church, we want to look like a shack on the side of the road. The same people that will go to that bank and put their money in the bank and come to church and say, now we built this new church. That carpet's only 18 years old. There ain't no sense in not using that carpet. That carpet's fine. You know, I don't think anybody will argue about the heated pews we're going to get. <laughs> the ladies will at least. They will have a button for cooled and heated, you know. But you hear what I'm saying tonight? Yeah. The world, they, they give a lot to that God. They gave it. But tonight, the sad thing is, we're helping to make the gods of the world. Yeah. It was promoted by man. Verse 4, it says, Then a herald cried aloud. He wasn't... <laughs> anyway, I'm being nice. He, he cried aloud. That word, cried aloud, it means with a mighty and a loud voice. It's amazing how bold the world is for their gods and how unashamed they are and how loud they'll cry. And how, how, I mean, listen, I mean, I, I just, I don't even, I, I can't even put, I can't, my, my mind just can't put the two, I just can't reconcile all this stuff. They're trying to let boys pretend to be girls so, and play girl sports. If they do that, I'm going to say, give me a wig, I'm pitching. I'm, gonna, I'm serious. I'm going to give him one. I'm talking about in the ear hole. And when he gets through, he's not going to know if he's a girl, boy, cow, dog. I'm saying that's wicked. It's wicked. 
But they're crying aloud. This herald, he was loud. He had a mighty voice. How come the heralds of the world are thundering out about their gods, but yet the men of God have silenced their voice and we don't want to say nothing. We don't want to offend. We don't want to make a racket. We don't want to. Jesus said to stand on the rooftop and shout it loud. You hear me? Isaiah said, Isaiah 51, to cry aloud and spare not and lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Yeah. Ty, have you ever heard a quiet trumpet? If you want a permanent migraine till the rapture, buy your child a trumpet. If you think that COVID headache was bad, a trumpet headache is worse. I'm saying tonight they promoted it. They were hollering out. Hey, everybody, come look at this God. Come worship this God. Come serve this God. And listen, they're crying aloud on CNN, on ABC, on Fox. And, and oh, yeah, I'm a, I, I don't like Fox either. Amen. <laughs> but anyway, they're in the newspaper, on the TV, on the Internet, on the cell phone, on the radio. They're heralding out. They're promoting this God. Yeah. Don't fall for the faults. Verse 3 through 7, I'm just going to give you this. When the heat's on, don't follow the flock. I, I, I'm just going to give you this. You can read it in your own time. It's there. I promise you it's there. Not making this up. They had a flock come in for this. A big crowd. And Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego decided they weren't going to follow that crowd. Let me say this tonight. We don't, we, God ain't called us to fit in. Right, right. He's called us to be a Titus uh, 2, I think it is, verse uh, 14, I think verse 13, something like that. Uh, it says, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearance of the great God and our Savior who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. Here it is. And purify to himself a peculiar people. You know what that peculiar means? It says above the usual. We always think that peculiar is below the norm. But it doesn't mean below the norm. It means above the norm. Yeah. And these four, three boys, they said they might all be going. They might all be falling down. They might all be bowing down. But we're not going to follow the flock. Listen to me. Don't follow the crowd. Don't follow the world. They're going to hell a hundred miles an hour. And if you follow them, your life will be ruined. Yeah. Let me say this. The farther you go... In the will of God, the smaller your crowd will be. When I started to preach, when I was 17 years old, there was probably 15 or 20 preachers in our church. And out of those 15 and 20, I'd say at least 10 or 7 to 10 were under 18 years old. And I want to say tonight, and I, I have not arrived, I've not apprehended, and I may be the next one, and I don't want to be the next one, but I'm telling you tonight, most of them, almost all of them, I think there's three of us that are still preaching tonight out of almost 20 that were in that church, and they heard the same preaching, and they they heard the, they were in the same services, and we were all in. They knew what was right, but they decided one day that they were going to follow the crowd, and the crowd has left them now. Listen to me, if you won't walk a long, you won't walk for long. And these three boys said, we're going to stay, we're not going to follow the flock. And <laughs> have you noticed how this world is now? If the CDC says it, got to be true. Now, I, listen, I'm not downplaying COVID, but I think the CDC is about 
as I, anyhow, I'm looking for the right uh, proverbial saying. I'm, I'm having some come to my mind. My grandpa told me, but they're not the right ones to use right now. You know why they, you know, what's the, what's they been telling us this whole time? Trust the signs. The Bible says trust in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, with all thine heart. And I'm not against size, but I'm not trusting size. Because just a few months ago, they said you got to wear two, no, not one mask, two masks. And then, and then they said, and you get vaccinated, you still need to wear two masks because you can get the virus and you can still transmit the virus. And then now, that now they just come out the other day and said, okay, if you've had the vaccine, you cannot wear a mask because it, it, it's not transferable if you've had the vaccine. And, 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 and everybody, they just back and forth and back and forth. I really think a lot of these people, I know I'm on Facebook, I'm probably going to get locked up for this, but I think they love those masks. Yeah. Amen. I'm telling you, I took Kim the other day. Oh, me. Has any man ever gotten the doghouse before? I know preachers write books about all types of things. I'm going to write one on how to get out of the doghouse. Cause I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, I'm like, you know, the Yankees back in the good old day, the baseball team, not the ones that. Anyway, <laughs> look, don't uh, two strikes, two outs, down three runs. I mean, I've struck out three times in the game. Everybody's booing. Get a pinch hitter. Don't let them back. Don't let them. But you get me. I can, I can get out of a hole. I know Randy Travis said you can't dig out a hole, but I can dig out of one. And I got out of a hole yesterday. I ain't going to explain all that. But I, t- I took Kim up there to get her nails done. And, oh, I was so excited about it. Oh, it was fun. I didn't complain. I was like, oh, yeah. Let's get them done. Didn't I, Kim? Is she gone? Good. I can miss the world. Oh, there she is. Would you mind leaving? I'd like to evangelize this sermon a little bit. But I left her, of course, and in the nail salon. Them fumes, I mean... If, um, anyway, uh, anyway, I, I, I went, I said, well, I'm up here, you know, might as well go. So I went and got some boots, got some new work boots. They hurt my feet, going to have to take them back. But anyway, I come back and I want, and of course they all masked down, gloved down, you know. And I mean, you know how they are in them. Now, there ain't but like seven, eight chairs. And I'm like, I've got to get out of this doghouse. That was the only thing on my mind the whole day. Get out, get out, get out, get out. Me and it, the first point in that book is going to be, don't give up, get out. Yeah. <laughs> You claw, you scratch, you bite, don't, don't give up. Some of you men have done, y'all changed your address to the doghouse. You need to get, I'm here tonight to how we have a Holy Ghost revival of the husbands, and these wives would be happy too. Yeah. We're going, we don't, God didn't make us to live in a doghouse. Right. But I walked in, of course, it was going to be another tent, so I sat down, you know, I'm in there having a good time. I mean, I really was. I was so happy. And I was just watching that little Chinese fella paint her nails. Man, that is so awesome. <laughs> this is the best use of money I've used in a long time. And I was just like, oh, this is great. And a lady come in, and she was, I mean, she was double masked. Double masked. And she come in. Now, this place is, you know, we got room to move. She come around, and she looked at me and said, excuse me. And sat down over there. And, and she went there fine. They said, you can go pick out your colors. And she got up. She said, excuse me. 
And then she come back, third time's a charm. She looked at me, excuse me. And if I hadn't been in such a good mood because I was at the nail salon my wife, I would have gotten the flesh. But I was, I was on the mountaintop. I was, I told you you can cry anytime you try to make, but you know, I was, but I thought you're nuttier, you are, you're, you're crazy. She's probably done got all three of them shots just to be safe. And, you, and you're worried. You've got two masks, not one, two. I'm sitting here minding my business and you're mad at me. All I'm saying is they're flock. They're fo- don't follow that flock. Because it's just going to be something else and something else and something else. And something else. Have you ever noticed all this chaos and commotion? I don't, I'm not, I don't wear tenfold hats and all that. But I mean, there is some of it. I'm just like, hmm. We just found this crack in the bridge. We just happened to find it right when gas was shooting up, lumber short. And now they're going to shoot up more. Anyway, does everybody understand what I'm saying? Yeah. These three boys didn't fall across. Think about their standing. These were the best of the best, the who's of the who's, the elite of the elite, the sheriffs. The lieutenants. Look at it. The rulers. And here's Shadrach. There's old, there's the county commissioner. There's the sheriff. There's the congressman. It was the, 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 the who's who of, the, of Babylon. What stirred them? They were stirred by emotional pressure. That music got their emotions stirred. Do you know this world lives and dies on emotion? And they make choices off of emotion. There was social pressure. Y'all got to be like everybody else. There was governmental pressure. You're not going to bow. The king said do it. I've got to hurry. That's like hard to lay off that one. I'm going to take it. Look at this. If we're going to make it when the heat's on, we can't follow the flock. Don't follow the flock. Don't fall for the faults. Verse 8 through 18, don't forsake the faith. Now there were these little tattletale Chaldeans, you know. Hey, Nebuchadnezzar. They didn't like them. I've been telling you all these Chaldeans didn't like these boys because they made them eat beans and water. And, and they said, this is our chance. They said, them, the Hebrews you love so much, <laughs> they're not bound for your image. Won't you do something about it? Are you going to do something about it? You need to do something about it. And of course, Nebuchadnezzar, being the lost man that he is, he got mad. I'm going to do something about it. He brought them in. Now, if it hadn't been for them three, remember who prayed with Daniel that night? They need an answer. It was them three. But the world will turn on you. Don't think for one second the world is your ally and your friend. And he brings them in. And he says, all right, guys, uh, is it true? Because I don't trust them, them fork-tongued soothsayers of mine. I know they're a bunch of liars, but I still keep them on payroll because they tell me what I want to hear. And I like to be... Make feel good every now and again. But is it true? And they said, mm-hmm. Yep, true. And he said, yeah, I'm going to burn y'all. They said, well, just burn us. And, they, and, and I, I know I'm, there was no hesitation. They said, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. We're not, Andre, they said, we're not going, they didn't say we'll have a business meeting, vote on it. We're going to spend some time, pray about it. King, could we have a little bit more time to think about this? They said, we don't have to wait. No, no time. No, answers, no. Uh-uh, ain't going to do it. Sorry. No hesitation. There's no intimidation. 
The most powerful man in the world was telling them to do it. And they said, you're not intimidated. Listen to me tonight. If you'll stand before God, you will not fear man. How could they not be afraid? Because they've been in their room praying. And there was no reservation. They said, we still serve God, verse 17, the God whom we serve. Not who we serve, duh, but whom we serve. They said, we are still serving Him. We know what's about to happen. We're still serving Him. And then there was no cooperation. Verse 18, it said, but if not, He'd said our God can deliver us from the furnace. He's able to, but He said, He will deliver us from you. Now, I could spend some moments on that, but I'm not. But if not, being on thee, we will not serve thy gods. Amen. Don't follow the flock. Don't forsake the faith. We, we, listen, we don't need to turn our back on them now. I, I mean, the heat's on. What if it gets hotter? So what? The God whom we serve is well able to deliver us. Amen. We can't. Here it is. I'm done. Don't fear the fire. Don't fear the fire. The furnace is turned up seven times hotter. Now listen, I want to tell you what the fire did. And this is it. Number one, it was used for the cleansing of the saints. You'll read it your own time. The only thing they lost in the fire was the cords that had them bound. The world tried to throw them in there thinking they was going to destroy them. But in reality, it, the fire delivered them. Don't fear the fire because God can use that fire the world thinks to destroy you and can bring you out better than you were when you went in. Yeah. The cleansing of the saints is used. We, see, we learn about the companionship of the Savior. You know, you know this. I see one like a fourth, the fourth man, like the Son of God. Now I ask you, how many come out of the furnace? How many come out? No. Three. Thank you. They seen four in, but they brought three out. You say, where's that fourth man? He's still in there, waiting on his children. And he'll be in there for you, and he'll be in there for me. There's a conviction of the sinner. Nebuchadnezzar, verse 26 through 29, he saw that, and he was convicted. He was scared. He was a stony. He was afraid. And he began to bless God because of what he, how he saw those boys in the fire. And then verse 30, it says, Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You tired, Drew? You sure? You look like you're getting a little heavy-eyed. Sorry, Drew, that's part of being a preacher's kid. There's actually others. I'm just saying you because I feed you and pay your bills. I can say it. Not, you, can't get, you get mad, but you can't do nothing about it. I don't want them to leave. I know they've had a long day and tired and all that. don't know nothing about that. But verse 30 I know one more verse of Scripture is really going to ruin tomorrow for you, so I apologize. It's like Rodney, I apologize. I'm sorry ahead of time. Then the king promoted... <laughs> then the king... I majored in pastoral theology. I minored in smart aleck, in case y'all didn't know. But then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, Mego, and the prophets of Babylon. There was compensation for their servant. Now listen, I'm done. Them Chaldeans thought, but they was going to snitch, tattletale, and get rid of these boys. But what ended up happening is they got a pay raise. Yeah. And listen, God's able to take those things that people in the world and the try to use to, to ruin us and to hurt us and can actually use it to turn around 
and give us a promotion. So that's why when the heat's on, just if you don't remember anything else, don't follow, don't fall for the false. Don't follow the flock. Don't forsake your faith and don't fear the fire.